When everyone's on the same page, getting things done at work is easy. No matter what you do or what industry you're in, how you communicate is key. Everything you type is equally important to collaboration, and Grammarly can help. Think of it as your AI writing partner, empowering you to communicate effectively and efficiently so you can make a bigger impact in the workplace. 96% of Grammarly users say it helps them craft more impactful writing. And as the gold standard of responsible AI, Grammarly is your secure AI writing partner that allows your team to make their point and move faster. By understanding your writing and context, Grammarly provides relevant, personalized suggestions. And with tone suggestions, you can navigate even the most difficult work conversations. You can also save time from spending hours editing drafts to just seconds with one click. Sign up and download Grammarly for free at Grammarly.com slash podcast. That's G-R-A-M-M-A-R-L-Y dot com slash podcast. Easier said, done. You know a lot about golf. Well, we're waiting. Hey, it is time for us, we being those weekend golf guys. And if you have been paying any attention, I'm John Ashton, by the way. He is Jeff Smith. Uh, he's at the uh, Timbergate Golf Course in, in Edinburgh, Indiana. I'm in the studio because I don't get out much anymore. I want to go to the store. Have you seen the ads, man? Have you been getting inundated with the ads with these people who have, like they jack the prices up on the Pro V1s? Have they? <laughs> yeah. No. Because the USGA and the RNA have said, uh, we think uh, that these golf balls are uh, – they're they're too explosive. They go oh, too the hot. hot balls now. They're calling them hot balls now. <laughs> hot balls. Eats oh, yeah. <laughs> Does the USGA? Do you have to sign a pledge to give up having any fun when you become a member of the USGA? I think so. Right? You put on the blue blazer, and all of a sudden, your judge fails. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> your new lingo is oh. <laughs> get off my lawn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I mean, come on man that's what i think we need to call title this show is come on man really <laughs> what the hell <laughs> we make it soon but that's okay what the hell yeah as you it. say well i i don't understand is have they run out of things to complain about apparently so i can't hit it that far nobody should be able to hit it that far yeah right. really <laughs> Everybody's been down this conversation for years now. Magazine article after magazine article, fact after fact. Yes, there's a handful of dudes out there that are jacking up the tour average on that. But you know what? They look at tour average this year versus last year, and they're shorter. You know why? Because there's three dudes that used to be on the PGA Tour that aren't on a PGA Tour anymore. <laughs> they're playing for somebody else. And all of a sudden, the PGA's Tour numbers have gone down. Mm-hmm. And it's the ball's problem? Mm-hmm. I don't think so. Yeah. I think yeah. it's because those big, really exceptionally long, strong dudes, <laughs> they're not on tour anymore. One of them, like Mr. Bulk last year, remember? He mm-hmm. was Bryson DeChambeau. He was yeah. awesome. He was buffing up his body he was doing everything for power and he was just out there rocket launching things he was on the tour and then all of a sudden he was doing long drive stuff and man it was awesome right Uh didn't the country full of golfers love that stuff and then now he's changing course right he's he's i don't know if he's got injured or decided that hey i'm not going to go that direction anymore i don't know but you know we don't see much of that now we don't see him entering the long drive competitions and 
play on the live and all that stuff. I don't know if he's hurt. I don't know. I, I've not met the dude, right? Right. But I can tell you that stuff was fun. Mm-hmm. It is fun. You know, watching him do that and watching Dustin Johnson hit it past everybody and watching Rory, the littler guy, right, launch it out there, watching Brooks Kepka just smashing stuff, watching JT just smash stuff. Come on. You can't tell me that's not fun. It is fun. It's fun to watch. It's fun to listen to and everything. I'm smashing it. Are you kidding me? These guys don't want to have any fun. And they're like, oh, no, it's it's making old golf courses obsolete. Okay, I can understand. I really can. You talk about a handful of golf courses that are now essentially rendered obsolete in the way that they were designed. And I am sorry that humans have evolved to being much stronger athletes. Like, what is going to happen here? You think the NBA is going to say, no, if you're seven feet tall, you're not allowed to play in our league anymore. (laughs) You think they're going to raise the rim for people who are just taller now? No. You think they want to take away dunks? No, they don't. No. That's what puts butts in the seats, man. That's right, man. Tell, Tell me that the long drive stuff that you see, guys out there just nuking it, right? Guys out there, look. Look at the driving average of a normal-sized human being who's out there competing his brains out on the PGA Tour. He's five foot nine. He weighs 150 pounds. He's 33 years old. His name's Tyler Duncan. He came from Columbus, Indiana, where I'm from. I've known this guy since he was in eighth grade. Here he is competing against all these behemoths out there, and he's long, mm-hmm. and he's small. Yeah. Compared to all these other mountainous guys, look, you put him next to John Rahm and you go, who's going to hit farther? Well, guess what? <laughs> it's John Rahm. Uh-huh. But here's Tyler competing on the same stinking tour, right? Tell me that's not exciting. Come yeah. on, man. Well, really? you know, the thing of it is, is USGA doesn't happen. give a damn about putting butts in seats. The RNA doesn't give a damn oh. about putting butts in seats. No, you know, these guys want- are in charge of the amateur body and the rules. And you know what? There's some people out there that think that that's okay that the amateur body can tell the professional tournaments what to do and you know what pj tour can go hey I, yeah I, i'm not i'm enough i don't want to talk i don't want to play that rule yeah. we're not using it throw it out in our tournaments that's do right. we care no they can do whatever the heck they want yep could you imagine john if if some yahoo amateur organization for football came out and said we want to have our all of our footballs not inflated to the normal amount <laughs> kind of like tom brady could could come back and succeed with that right? <laughs> sorry had to dig that one but anyway so let's say that that and they come to roger goodell and they say hey Raj, we're going to institute that rule because we think that it's too easy to throw a football a long way so we're going to under inflate that thing mm-hmm. really Think they're going to think the NFL is going to do it? I think not. So I'm pretty sure that all the boys at the PGA Tour, the players and the and the tour are going to go, ah, I, I don't think we're going to do that. Yeah. yeah. I think not. Yeah, exactly. All the amateurs in the country are going, really? We got to, we get to play the hot ball and they got to play the not hot ball. So now we can hit it as far as they can. Cool. I mean, it, it, it I don't understand the thought process other than, as you said, trying to uh, accommodate older golf courses you know, to, to, to keep the, um, uh, the, the legend of Donald Ross 
and those guys alive because their golf courses are still prime examples of what a course should be. Yeah, when those guys were designing golf courses, golfers were using hickory sticks sure. and mashies and niblicks and all kinds of stuff like that and featheries. I mean, they they didn't have any of the technology. And if technology is overcoming the golf course, uh, too bad because amateurs it, are loving is it. Is it really the technology? Because let's just say – that I could put the exact same technology in your hands, John Ashton, or in my hands, Jeff Smith, and the same one that the tour guys use, and I can't even come close to rip to recreating what even Tyler Duncan can do, and he's not long on the no. PJ Tour. No, but but what, yet what, he's an elite player. No, no, no. See, they're doing yeah. this crap. For the elite player, you can't tell me that Tyler Duncan is not an elite player. He's a PJ Tour guy. He's got yeah. a PJ Tour win. Yeah. That guy is a normal-sized human being, and he's an elite player. So they're going to make Tyler play a ball that doesn't go as far as the one he's got now. Well, let me. They're not going to. They're penalizing that guy. I'm going to stick up for for my argument here. I mean, I don't think any of these elite players are. are, Yeah, maybe they're more athletic. Maybe they're stronger. Maybe they work out more. But they're not better golfers than an Arnold Palmer or Jack Nicklaus. And those guys with the persimmon woods and the stuff that they use, they never hit 336 yard drives. No. So the technology. So the technology has created the ability for for. Class A elite golfers to get that kind of distance. It's the technology of the clubs. It's the technology of the balls, technology of the of, of the uh, materials of which the balls are made, the dimple designs. I mean, now, wait a minute. Let's not just limit the conversation to technology. Let's limit it to uh, uh, let's include agronomy. And how they take care of the grounds, right? Yeah. It's dry. The ball rolls out a lot. Okay. Mm -hmm. That's a factor, Mm -hmm. right? What if they don't have a lot of thick rough? Okay. That's also a factor, right? Let's also factor in the human being athlete themselves. Okay. Those guys, the, the, the crowd that you're talking about, right? They, as a group were not as athletic and built as strong as the group of elite players that's being referred to now. Let's, let's call sure. it what it is. Sure. Generally speaking, mm-hmm. John Daly was the first guy to get out there and just absolutely mash it. And you yep. can't say John Daly was really all that healthy. <laughs> no, an athlete, right. <laughs> but he was the first guy to get out there and just blow everybody's doors off. Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> after Jack Nicholas, because of course Nicholas was blowing people's doors off yeah. with that old equipment. So he's a standout. Right. John Daly was a standout. Tiger Woods comes along. He's a standout mm-hmm. blowing everybody's doors off, but everybody started to look at Tiger and go, damn. Yeah. This became the era of the athlete and physical training to come in play. So 
as a rule, you could say that, yes, there's a handful of guys that we could all point to that were longer than their contemporaries. But mm-hmm. what okay. happened recently in the Tiger era, he created a whole wave of people who were real life training their bodies to be athletes. And that physical strength that's been built, that ability to burst better than all those other ones, right. the, st- the style of swing has changed, right? So the instruction is better. The information about how to make our bodies stronger and explode better is better because we have better measuring tools. So we've got we've got the ability to make the body better. We got the technology of the golf ball, the technology of the golf club. Mm-hmm. We got technology of how it all works together. And we got the uh, agronomy piece. So many things are going on here to make these distances that the blue bloods or blue coats, excuse me, are irritated about that they want to change a rule. Let's just say, come on, guys, uh, find something else to get all all uptight about, okay? Because we're having fun, really? and that's what we want to do. We want to have fun. You know, there are already balls on the market that do not conform to USGA standards, and people are using them left and right. So yeah, USGA, the pirate ball. Yeah, USGA, you can, you can pontificate all you want. Let me just tell you something. Whether you're an amateur, whether you're a professional, we don't care. We got more. We'll be right back. We are those weekend golf guys. Ka-ching! Man, I love that sound, and that is the sound of another sale on Shopify. You know Shopify. It's the commerce platform revolutionizing millions of businesses worldwide. So whether you're selling putters or pottery, Shopify simplifies selling online and in person and you can focus on growing your business. It's packed with industry-leading tools ready to ignite your growth. Shopify gives you complete control over your business and your brand, and you don't have to learn any new skills in design or code. Shopify even lets you sell across social media marketplaces like TikTok, Facebook, Instagram. And once you start selling, Shopify makes getting paid simple by instantly accepting every type of payment enough talk it's your turn get serious about selling and try shopify today sign up for a one dollar per month trial period at shopify.com slash golf guys go to shopify.com slash golf guys take your business to the next level today shopify.com slash golf guys this is possibility powered by shopify Of course, we have a Facebook page, facebook.com slash golf guys. We would love it if you were to go there and like us. We'd love it even more if you'd go there and follow us, facebook.com slash golf guys. We are back those weekend golf guys. I'm John Ashton. He is Jeff Smith. Uh, yes, sir. Ex- expect the uh, the note from the USGA any minute now. Yeah, right. They're going <laughs> to rescind my membership. We want our jacket back, sir. Except that they won't send back the $25 you paid to join. So, you know. No, you no, go. no. <laughs> sure. Here we are talking about we want to have fun, but we're going to have fun because they're not talking about us, right? right? I am a PGA professional, but I am not being referred to in the elite level competition because I am not one of those elite players. Will never, never have been, never mm-hmm. will be. So I'm not affected, right? I'll still get to be able to play my Pro V1 X or my Pro V1 and my hot ball, as they're now going to call them. And, you know, colloquialism, they're going to call them a hot ball. Okay, fine. Mm-hmm. So we are not going to be affected. That's what they're talking about. They're talking about the elite. So here's the fun question <laughs> for you, John. Who gets to decide who's elite? <laughs> <laughs> is it a handful of people? Is it just the PJ Tour? If so, 
What about the Corn Ferry Tour? Is that mm-hmm. elite? Because they're not at the top level. Okay. What about the next level down? The I don't know whatever tour the next level down is because we don't pay attention to tour golf here because we don't really care. Here's a thought. Okay. What's the next level down from that? The elite amateurs, is that, isn't it? Right. It's the elite amateurs. Well, okay. So does that mean the college players? Some of these uh-huh. guys can flat out kill it. Yeah. All right. Well, to what level though? All right. So you got the division one players or are the D2 players just not elite enough? How about the D3 players? Are they not elite either? Here's a thought for you. If you looked at the, the driving distance of, let's say, the conglomeration of D1, D2, and D3 players and looked at them close together, I'll bet you they're pretty darn close together in, in total driving length. I would imagine. I'll bet you that if you took those elite level college players, if that's what they're called, if that's what they're going to call elite and compare them to distances of the Corn Ferry Tour, I'll bet you there's not a whole lot of difference between there. Who's going to draw these lines? The USGA, because they're in charge. Just ask them. But but right now they're using the word elite. So if they're the ones that are going to draw these lines, where are they going to draw? Right. Okay. So here's another fun one. Okay. So USGA, here they are babbling on about this. And they have elite level competitions that they hold. Oh, one of them's a big one. Uh, let's see. The uh, I think it's called the U.S. Open. Oh, open. The, the OPEN. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. yeah, that's where people get to go qualify for it. You know what some of the, the amateur status rules are on, on a, a qualifying for that? No. A handicap lower than a certain amount and a score that they shoot. Now, are they going to have that elite level golf ball? in all their qualifiers because somebody in that field created their handicap probably by not using that elite level ball Mm -hmm. see how we're going here right Mm -hmm. there's going to be a whole mess of problem right (laughs) so how about this you john ashton say let's say that you're a plus two handicap and you play out of the university of louisville because that's not far from your home Mm-hmm. Right, and you are a plus two, and you do it using the hot ball. Oh, right, and then you go to the local USGA qualifier, and somebody looks at your handicap and pulls out a sleeve of balls that's the the conforming ball for the mm-hmm. elite player because somebody has decided that your handicap is so low now that you're now an elite player. And now all of a sudden come play in this qualifying event. You got to play this ball. That's not even the one that you've grown accustomed to. Right. Wow. Cats out of the bag on this one, folks. Nobody's going to be able to put this one into context at all. You want to talk about an unending amount of consequences that they had no idea what they're doing. They're, They're unleashing hell on this because they can't even think about say when they come up with this, hey, we're going to throw this bomb out there and let people talk about it and come up with it. I think that they're just waiting to find out all the reasons that people are going to come up with that they shouldn't be doing it and go, okay, not going to do this because mm-hmm. they're clearly figuring, going to hear some stuff. Here's the thing I think about golf ball companies their job is to make money. Making a shorter golf ball isn't a ball that people are going to buy. They want to sell as many golf balls as they can, they're trying to push the limits of distance all the freaking time. They've spent millions and millions and millions and millions and millions of dollars researching and trying to produce a golf ball that went as far as the USGA 
and RNA rules will allow. They can make them go past that. If they decided, hey, screw you people, rule makers, we're going to make a golf ball for everybody that will go farther than the ones we got now that call, that go by your rules, they're going to sell a buttload of those balls because there's a zillion guys out there that don't give two poots. Right. And I was close to saying something else. <laughs> two hoots about the rules of golf. No, I mean, every you know, amateur, as you say, we, we play kind of golf. We, we, yeah, there are rules do. we break on consistent basis. Look, there's a sort of golf manifesto out there. Not one of those things includes that you have to play USGA form conforming equipment because most people don't give a hoot That's about right. that. Remember, you remember that Callaway driver that they found to be too hot, the ERC? Callaway was trying to play nice with the USGA and never irritate them. And they produced a driver. It got tested. It got tested to be too hot. And they pulled it off the market. But people bought it. And they're still going to buy it. Somebody comes out today and says, we don't care. Let's say the pirate golf ball brand that makes illegal golf balls. Maybe Mm -hmm. they make decided to make a hot face driver that they didn't care about it being legal or not. People are still going to use it. And pretty soon these USGA guys are going to figure out that they are becoming the minority because people are going to have their fun and they're playing golf, enjoy this thing. And they want to hit it far. They're paying me for golf lessons to teach them how to hit it farther. They're paying money to buy new drivers to hit it farther. The the USGA is is going to, uh, rule themselves out of I, I won't say out of existence but out of out of being the necessary they start making stupid rules and golfers are just going to totally ignore them and you know i just agree with you because i just think somebody has to say if your goal is to protect these old venues then do what marion did in the open, do what Olympic does. They make, this is hard to say because I know it's unfair to the longer hitters because they've worked very hard. I'll I'll get to that in a minute. They should change the golf course so that make it so that you can hit it a certain distance and not be really, truly penalized. And then all of a sudden when it starts going farther than what these guys like, then start penalizing them by agronomy. And if you want to protect these old venues, I get it, right? I do. I do. I get it. I understand. They don't want the old course and some of these old, majestic, beautiful Donald Ross courses and and other Tillinghast courses and all these things in places that ran out of land. I'm all for it. Do it some other way. You can start going down this equipment road. And now you're just saying, we're going to do something that penalizes somebody. Like, go look at all the guys who are doing things to hit the ball as far as they can, all the work they're doing on their bodies, all the changing of their golf swings. And now all of a sudden somebody's going to whip out a rule and go, ah, it doesn't matter what you just did. We penalized you for being better. They've got bunkers on these courses from like from 240 to 260. Cause that was the, the typical landing area for an elite player when they were built. So put some new bunkers in at 310, 320, you know, I mean, if that's where people are going to hit it, do it. Who's you know? hurting to do that, right? It's not hurting anybody. You know, we're talking about juicing balls and, and hot balls. And if you get in better shape, you're going to be able to hit the ball farther no matter what kind of ball you use. So oh, no you, question about it, right? Are you still on the um, the, the pizza 
diet? <laughs> Would I be on any other <laughs> diet? No. I, I take that back. It's not just pizza. There's okay. cheeseburgers involved. Cheeseburgers. Right? Okay. Okay. I'm going to suggest something to you, man. It's called Green Chef. Okay. Oh, I've heard of these guys. These guys have all yeah, of, real food, man. They got real food in its meal kits for eating well. They've got options for everything. You do keto, you do paleo, you do vegan, vegetarian, fast and fit, which I think most of us golfers would like to look at, Mediterranean, gluten-free. I mean, my wife's been trying to lose weight and go, you know, give up carbs. She loses a lot of weight when she does. She stops eating bread and stuff with sugar in it. It works wonders. If that's what you want to try to do, they've got the meals for that too. No matter what Green Chef makes sticking to a carb-conscious lifestyle easy for her or any kind of lifestyle that you want to live as far as eating goes, they can make it easy for you. And we can make it easy for you to try them. Because if you go to greenchef.com slash weekend60 and use the code weekend60, we're going to get you 60% off plus free shipping. This stuff comes to your door. Yeah. I want that. I, I spend four months in Colorado by myself. Guess who's not cooking? Me. Somebody ships food to my door mm-hmm. and I can just like take it out of the box and I'm in. Yep. Jeff's going to try it. You need to try it. Pick whatever you want. Go check them out. Greenchef.com slash weekend60. Use the code weekend60. And we're going to get you 60% off everything plus free shipping. Okay. Recovery. (laughs) That's pretty good too, right? That is pretty good, right? Try Green Chef. They are the number one meal kit for eating well. But once again, we're going to badmouth the USGA some more. Hang out. We'll be right back. We are those weekend golf guys. If you owe back taxes, there's a lot you need to know, starting with rule number one. Don't mess with the IRS. They are cracking down this year by sending out heart-stopping letters, actively garnishing paychecks, levying bank accounts, and putting liens on homes and businesses. That's all true, but it's also true there's a way out. It's called the Fresh Start Initiative, an important government program for tax debt assistance. It's one of the biggest breaks the IRS has ever offered, so now's the time. You could qualify for tax relief that saves you thousands, even tens of thousands. Nobody knows this program like the award-winning experts at Optima Tax Relief. They have an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau and will fight to get you the best deal possible. Don't mess with the IRS. For tax help you need, for tax help you can trust, call Optima now for a free consultation. Call 800-559-8226. 800-559-8226. Optima Tax Relief. Some restrictions apply. For complete details, please visit OptimaTaxRelief.com. And we are back. Those weekend golf guys. I'm John Ashton. He is Jeff Smith. The uh, USGA has uh, rescinded our membership cards. Get a little note here from them saying, hey, shut up. <clears throat> so anyhow. <laughs> look, look. <laughs> look, we have had the good fortune. We, I, Look, I've been a USGA rules official. We all know this. I've, I've, I've officiated college events and high school events. And as you know, and I've been in that situation and I've been a rules enforcer. So many times I am the guy who is all for the rules of golf being Mm -hmm. played that way in competition. I'm all for it, but you know, that's where it ends for me. You know, this, Oh yeah. Cause when the USGA pulls out some stupid thing like this, we got to talk about it. Like, man, this is not right for golf, but look, once again, I repeat, 
they didn't make this for us. They did not make this rule or propose this rule for the masses at all. No, that's true. Largely, this is not going to affect any of us whatsoever, except for the fact that we want to see bombs. Yeah. We want to see these guys. Look, we want to see Michael Jordan. We want to see um, the best dunkers dunking. Mm-hmm. We don't want to see him raising the rim to 12 and a half feet. No, we don't sir. want to see it just so Zach Eady has to jump. <laughs> right? Look, that dude's dunking. He barely gets his feet off the ground. Look, <laughs> we love to see dunks. Yeah, We want to see the elite athletes perform well. We want to see bombs. We want to see these guys just blister in this ball, right? Because it's fun. Yeah, it is. And <clears throat> and I, I've got to tell you that that Fuzzy Zeller once said, and he was not smiling, nor was he happy about it, but he said golf is the only sport in the world where the amateurs make the rules for the professionals. Yeah. You know, Pop Warner does not make rules for the NFL. Babe Ruth, does, the Babe Ruth Little League does not make rules for for Major League Baseball. You know, I mean, this, this is ridiculous. And like you say, you know, rules schmools. We play yeah. the ones we like. We ignore the ones we don't like anyhow. You know? Yeah. And I don't think any golf ball company's sales will be substantially hurt by not no. having a USGA conforming ball. I mean, it's it's just a rule that I I think they're going to lose. They'll lose out. Not only will this rule not pass, or if it passes, it will be ignored by the majority of people. They may find that the only only competition in which it's used are the USGA competitions, you know, like you mentioned, the US Open, etc. But I think they may find that, again, they make themselves totally unnecessary. Because they start making rules that people ignore, they're going to start ignoring all the rules, and just yeah, I mean, just on. start their own sets of rules. You know, yeah. Somebody else will come up with another set of rules that doesn't sound so ridiculous, and yes. everybody's going to go, "Yeah, we're using these guys." Maybe it'll be the sort of golf rule manifesto. Who knows? Yeah, yeah. You know, they look. You could just because they claim to be the governing body. Okay, who says that they've got a grip on that forever? Yeah, who died and put them in charge anyhow, right? They did, you know. I'm yeah, not sure exactly. Died, but they they usurped it. Sure. I mean, just look, because you're royal and ancient, that don't mean diddly. You know, look, that's not what your rules used to be. They were stupid then too. <laughs> <laughs> right. So I I'm glad that this rule that they're proposing does not touch the masses. Yeah. Because if they just said something insane, like no ball can be made like that for anybody. Now all of a sudden it affects everybody. And then everybody would just stone them. Exactly. (laughs) There would be drive by tee shots ripped (laughs) through the windows of the USGA. There'd be people out there smashing Pro V1s through the windows of the USGA with their driver. Let me go back and revisit the point you made last segment, where there are other ways to handicap the elite players that can smash the ball. 
like for instance, the Donald Ross course that we play at French Lake, the yeah. Donald Ross course that I've played up in Maine, they mm-hmm. have a few things in common. One is a lot of trees. And the yeah. other thing is greens that have absolutely no flat spaces on them whatsoever. The things are made like bowler ats. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't matter how hard or far you could hit the ball. If you can't hold a green, you're screwed. Yeah, you know, th- there's there's some truth in the fact that if somebody's got to hit a five iron in and somebody else who's uber long mm-hmm. is hitting a nine iron, one guy's got a significant advantage over the other because his ability to hold the green ball's going to come in with more spin. Guys, right, ball's sure, going to come yeah. in at a steeper landing angle. Okay, we got it, right? So it, it, I don't think it's about the protection of score because we're not seeing significant scoring changes. I think it's the protection of the T-ball and how the game is played from a distance standpoint alone. Now, if because they're not really addressing scoring, they're addressing just distance. Right. So they're not even suggesting in their rhetoric that they're saying stuff like people are scoring too low now because the truth is the matter. You could look up every year. You could pull up at the elite level golf. Let's call it the PGA tour because that's what elite level golf is. You could, you could mm-hmm. also say corn Ferry and live tour and the other sure. professional tours all around the world. So let's just say professional golf period. Right. right. And you could look at there's their statistics over the course of the years and say, did they really significantly improve their scoring on average or even the lowest scores posted or the, the, the average scores posted or whatever they, however you want to look at it, it ain't that big a difference. Mm-hmm. But the driving distance, oh, yeah, baby, mm-hmm. that one is really a different one. So you know where they're attacking. So they're trying to do it with equipment, but specifically they're trying to do it with the golf ball. Right. What they didn't do, what they could do if they wanted to jump down this equipment road and say this is how we're going to limit it they didn't say anything about the loft on a driver Mm -hmm. so for example if i wanted to increase my distance and deep by by decreasing the launch angle a little bit and certainly decreasing the spin on the ball which oddly enough we need spin to help keep it in the air to some degree right based on ball speed and launch angle. So we're not going to get into all the physics stuff here. But basically, if John, if you've got 110 mile an hour club head speed and you hit a 10 degree driver versus a seven degree driver, that's three degrees difference, but it is a mountain of difference in distance Mm -hmm. because of the spin characteristics. The 10 degree will launch it higher, spin it higher. It will come down on a steeper landing angle and it will not roll out as much as the seven degree. So let's say you hit them both dead solid, just north of center of the equator of the face. And you came up at it three degrees. All things being said, the 10 degree club is going to spin more, cause you more trouble and not go as far as the seven degree. Right. So, but they didn't go down the equipment road on loft on the driver face. Mm-hmm. Now, these guys who hit the ball very hard, their ball speeds are high. Guess what happens when you have a high ball speed and you add more loft to it? You get a lot more spin. Right. 
Okay. So the if they're going after the longest players, the guys who are just worked really hard to work on their bodies, to swing it faster, to do all those things, if you made them play with a 10-degree driver, they would spray it like you wouldn't believe. And then all of a sudden, you now have an ability for a guy to not hit it as far. He'll rein himself in to control that thing. But they're not going down that equipment road. They're no. going after the golf ball. Yeah. So the same thing Major League Baseball tried to do. And when, when too many home runs were being hit, they thought they needed to deaden the ball mm-hmm. a little bit. Yeah, they did. They did the same thing, right? Yeah. And yeah. then nobody watched. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, baseball, nobody <laughs> right. cares anymore. But yeah. uh, so, you know, this they this is it. Dingers, man. They don't even care if the guys were juiced. No. Right? You th- look, you think the average fan of baseball, do you think he really gave two hoots about Sammy Sosa's gigantic head and Barry Bonds' gigantic head and Mark McGuire's biceps? Do you think we really cared? No. Well, we well, want to see that thing go out of the freaking park. That's it. You know, I want to I want to see it clear the green monster and land on Lansdowne Street, breaking breaking windshields of the cars parked down there. That's what I want to see. So, all right. So, listen, listen. Let's let's get up up together and let's put it all together. Maybe a petition or something. Or maybe we'll just tell them, listen, this is the official answer to the USGA. We don't care. You can make whatever <laughs> rule about the ball you want to. We don't care. We're going to use the ball we want to use. We're going to hit the ones that go the farthest because we feel good about it. And that's what's fun. And that's why we play golf, to have fun. And if I need a ball that'll go farther to make me have fun, I'm gonna use it i don't care what you say so there dad all right <laughs> that's it Na- nanny nanny boo boo <laughs> that's right so there haha okay if you're fed up with your credit card's high interest rates and your balances are so out of control that they never seem to go down, one call to Consolidated Credit can get the relief you need. Consolidated Credit has helped over 6 million people with credit card debt, and their certified credit counselors are ready to help you. They can consolidate your debts into one lower payment, reduce your interest rates, and get you out of debt fast without destroying your credit. The program works, and the consultation is free. Call Consolidated Credit now. Call 800 800- 214-3104 800-214-3104 That's 800-214-3104 Consolidated Credit Solutions, Inc. 5701 West Sunrise Boulevard, Fort Lauderdale, Florida 33313 Licensed by the New York Department of Financial Services and by the Vermont Department of Financial Regulation Maryland DM 1492 Oregon DM 80092 Licensed by the Virginia State Corporation Commission License Number DC83 Service may adversely affect the individual's credit Non-payment of debt may lead to additional finance charges or collections activity including legal action not a loan company and thanks for hanging we're back we are those weekend golf guys i am john ashton he is jeff smith usga has said that uh they just got up and left in a huff so. well i'm not surprised right after all that ranting that i've just been doing <laughs> they probably got sick of me they're like let's get out of dodge while That's we right. still can walk they want their rule book back <laughs> <laughs> exactly right we're taking our book and we're going home. <laughs> Listen, now now that you've depressed everybody listening by once again rubbing our noses in the fact that we are not among the elite golfers of the world. Isn't that really it? Yeah. Is that they've just slapped the rest of look, we know they didn't make this rule for us. Right. right? We've said that. I've said that. They have just said that we're not elite though, because we get the good ball. Yeah. 
<laughs> and for you, so how do we take that? <laughs> it doesn't really matter. It doesn't matter. You're not going to be able to hit it anyhow. So what the hell? Go ahead. <laughs> Knock yourself out. Matter of fact, go get that ERC driver and that pirate golf ball and have fun. Go ahead. Make your own damn rules. Which we basically do anyhow. But but so should we give up the game or what do you suggest, man? Heck no, man. We have free reign to do what we can do. Yes, I know. We're not going to get to elite speeds. Okay, fine. Mm-hmm. Well, all right, folks, let's play what we can play and have some fun with this game. And if you don't like the rules, okay, make them up. This is casual golf. This is fun golf. This is, hey, let's all go out and say, let's go play golf. Let's have some fun. This is a game and it's a sport and it's competitive with our buddies. It's competitive with who we want and then sometimes it's just relaxation you know that proverbial hey let's go out and take a stroll on a sunny afternoon and relax and forget our troubles let's go drink some beers and hit some balls man do it play some music on your golf cart if that's what you want to do do what you can do play within yourself you got right you got a skill set let's do it that's what we got to do now, this goes back to some of the other things we've talked about in uh, in earlier weeks of uh, of this year and some of last year in as much as score really doesn't come into play for a lot of us. You kind of fudge it anyhow. You know, if if you really counted the uh, penalty strokes you were supposed to do for those six lost golf balls that you had during the first nine and, <laughs> and some, some of the other things, I mean, your score would be like 156, but you're walking off going, yeah, shot an 82. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> you know, you could change your own scoring system in your mind. You can make it more like bowling. Yeah, you could. (laughs) I beat you today. I shot on a pick six. But one of the things (laughs) things that that you mentioned was playing for keeping track of the good shots. Yeah. I'm telling you, it literally, this is the game that every single person could play and be happy with themselves when they walked off the golf course if this is what they did. Right. If they understood that they have this range of quality of strikes – and you rank them from one being the absolute worst, makes you puke on your shoes kind of bad, mm-hmm. to all the way to the best, which is, oh, my God, I'm elated. This is the greatest shot I've ever hit in my life. All of a sudden, a three is like, okay, that's right in the middle. Mm-hmm. Four would be good, and two would be, okay, it's not very good. But if you went and did that and scored yourself that way, you could really enjoy golf. Yeah. You could – and 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 then your focus wouldn't be the distance that you hit it, so you're not elite. Fine, you're still pretty good though. Right, right. Yeah, and yeah. and you know if you can be happy with yourself. Again, in your lessons, you do this. You pointed out where it is so much easier to hit a shot out of the trees if you put the ball in the trees and then bring the student in and say, okay, how would you get out of here? Because they don't have that emotional baggage of being pissed at themselves because they hit it in there in the first place. Yeah. They just don't, right? They walk in They're They're so far more of a rational being as a player at that mm-hmm. point. Mm-hmm. They literally are. They, they make mental decisions that are good. They don't make emotional decisions that are bad. Right. You know, they go about it in a a far more uh, precise and decisive manner. Okay, here's the shot. Here's what I got to do. I got to hack it out. 
it's again, it's like playing with that invisible friend. Let's call him John. Yeah, let's do that. And it's an alternate shot format. And every time the ball goes haywire, John hit it. (laughs) And then you get to go save John's bacon. (laughs) And you get to go out there as the hero teammate that John's going to go butcher the shot, (laughs) put you in bad spot. And you're going to walk in going, all right, this is my lot in life now. Mm-hmm. I have to take this eight iron and I have to put the ball here and I have to swing down and chop it out of this gunch. But the eight iron is the, the longest club I could possibly get out of here. So I'm hitting the savior shot. I'm hitting the great shot here. So this is what it is. Let's hope John doesn't show up again and do it too many seconds. Die. And this is the last time I play with that guy. <laughs> <laughs> exactly right. <laughs> That's what we have to do. So there are ways that you 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 can maintain a, a lot of fun, and you can have personal goals, and you can do all kinds of stuff on the golf course, rather than bemoan the fact that the USGA does not think you are an elite golfer, because when it gets right down to it, you ain't. Yeah, and neither is the buddy John. Yeah. Oh, especially the buddy John, man. I know. Got to watch it's out for that guy. Yeah. I know. I mean, look, I th- I think it's pretty interesting that we all have this invisible friend that we can blame our golf on and play within ourselves and just go, look, I'm just going to go hit this quality strike right now. And I can't do anything about how it turns out because ball's in the air and I got no control once that. So I'm just going to strike it really well. Yeah. And I'm going to try to make an elite level strike. And there are ways to do that too. I mean, you you mentioned uh, a couple of weeks ago about swing speed and and some of the things necessary that we need in order to get get our game together to in, increase our swing speed uh, therefore our distance therefore a lot of other things but one of them was strength core strength specifically leg strength arm strength we've got a new sponsor i want to talk to you about ooh cool this thing this thing is called it's called a castle flex and this is radio, so I will try to paint a picture of it for you. But you can go to YouTube and just do a search for Castle Flex. They have an awful lot of exercise routines on YouTube to show you what it is and how to use the Castle Flex. It was it, it's it's used by by the uh, Atlanta Braves, the uh, the the team physician and the team um, chiropractor for the Atlanta Braves love this thing. Uh, it's simple. It, it's basically a uh, a rod that you hold on to and a stretchable piece of material with a hole for your heel. And you can use it uh, to do all kinds of, of leg exercises or core exercises, strength exercises. And again, they have them all uh, delineated and taped and easy to follow on YouTube. Um it has a two-pound detachable magnetic weight that's included yeah. in there, and uh, it's great for stretching. It is great for working out. Uh, you can do it while laying on your back on the floor or the bed. You can do it while sitting in a chair at a 45-degree angle. Uh, it is fantastic for ab work. If you use the two-pound weight in the uh, in the flex bar and uh, you know what abs instructional video on YouTube, uh, lat you know stretches what? and everything. What, buddy? I- I found last summer when I lost a bunch of weight out in Colorado because 
it, it's funny because it's such a dry uh, environment out there, you know, yeah. and you get dehydrated and you lose a bunch of weight. I found an ab last week, last year. Ah, really? I did. I found one. Yeah. It's not one of those I plastic lost it again ones. When I got back to Indiana. No, no, no. Okay. I found one. It was actually on me. I Whoa. found an app. <laughs> Just one. <laughs> right. Just one. But, but you, so what you're telling me is if I use this Castle Flex thing, I might find them again? Yeah, you may. You may. Um, but again, just to get an idea of what I'm talking about, it's really easy. Just go to Castle Flex uh, search on YouTube. Okay. I did. See how it's I, got, used. I got the stuff here in front of me. Yeah. It's pretty cool, isn't it? Yeah. It looks it pretty cool. Pretty cool. And it's pretty easy. Um, just listen for uh, for the the spot that'll be coming up in the uh, in the show. Actually, you you've heard it. Go back and listen again because it ran uh, in a, a couple of uh, um, segments ago. But it's got the deal and it's got how you can get one and uh, and how to order it and check it out and everything else. It's called Castle Flex. Look it up. It is really cool. And then uh, hang out with us. That's one of the things we want you to do is get in better shape so your core strength is better so that maybe you will rise to the level of an elite golfer someday and just look at the USGA and say, hey, I'm still not using your damn ball. <laughs> Thoseweekendgolfguys.com is where you can catch us anytime you miss one of the shows. They're always there. And you can also uh, join our Facebook page at facebook.com slash golfguys. We have the League of Extraordinarily Average Golfers, which is a fun place to hang out. Um, we're going to go through and kick out all the elite golfers that uh, have joined there, kind of doing a little undercover work. So uh, if you're an elite golfer, well, what the hell, you can still have fun. Join us. Till next week, man, just take the ball you want to use and go out and play some golf. <laughs>